Welcome to the bonus edition of the Pros of Unity podcast. We'll be looking forward to the Stoke City game, having a look at the Gary Caldwell, the coach's voice, and listening to Lee Evans' interview with our very own Cy. I'm Cy, and this is the Pros of Unity podcast. Thank you. Yeah, bright and breezy. Um, obviously, this is recorded before we play Forest, uh, so we don't know the results. So we can all be quite positive, can't we? And, and well, a cracking result, wasn't it? Yeah, we that we played well. Yeah, yeah. 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 We won 15-0. Mm. <laughs> or cook out. What an awful performance that was. <laughs> cook out. No, delete is applicable. Where's the food? <laughs> <laughs> Right, so, so what we're going to do on this bonus edition, like Sai said, we're going to take a look at the Stoke City game. Uh, it feels like we're reacquainting ourselves with an old friend or an old four, whichever you know, whichever way you look at it. Uh, during the years, it's been a, it's been like a, a little bit of a derby game, hasn't it? There's been a bit of animosity between the two clubs, um, but uh, we've not played them for five years, have we? Since no. we dropped out of the Premier League and, and lo and behold they dropped out with us. Uh, Some key moments really in our history haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well we've previously played them 29 times. Uh, we've got a record of 1-7, drawn 12, lost 10. But we haven't lost against Stoke City since May 2009. And in that time we've had eight, eight games with two wins and six draws. So it's usually a 2-2, isn't it? I mean that was the thing with Stoke City. It was always 2-2. That's how it ended. It, oh, it felt that way. Yeah, it was. Um, I remember the. Uh, you said about the two-two. One of the games. Did we? Was there not? Did we not make a substitution for a penalty? That's just ringing a bell. Well, yeah, what, Ben Watson. Yeah, Watson. Got, what, mm, that yeah. was going at the Britannia, weren't it? And should, it, I think there was something that that substitution shouldn't have been allowed to take place. Or because we'd already made three. No, no, no. It wasn't that bizarre, but um, yeah, there was something surrounding the penalty, or whether it should have been allowed to come on. And take the penalty himself. Yeah. I mean, the most dramatic of games against Stoke. I mean, if we're looking back at Stoke City games, must must be the Britannia one in uh, 2011. Yeah. With uh, was we were listening yeah. to the radio, getting the Blackpool results coming. You know, they were yeah. they, were they two 0 up at United or one 0 up? No, they, one they were winning, were they? Yeah, at one point, and then they went behind and yeah. scored yeah, attacks and down. Stoke it. Cleveland off the line, yeah. you basically you won off the line, didn't you? I was um, I was sat next to the netting, but in the Stoke end that day. Uh, I found me with a Stoke season ticket holders. Because you couldn't get a ticket. Yeah, I hadn't missed a game all season. But um, that was nerve wracking. The fact that when Modelega scored as well, you know, not being able to celebrate for fear of missing that uh, that moment. What was also funny is the fact they they got to the cup final that year. They're going into Europe. And they wanted to do the lap of honour, and <laughs> we delayed <laughs> it for about an hour. Basically, yeah. why we why they were throwing Martinez up in there. <laughs> yeah. I think. I mean, some of the fans give us a bit of stick, but on the whole, we got yeah. a great response going out the ground from mm. those supporters. Yeah. Uh, you look at Britannia, don't you? And the games we've had there, um, Figueroa. Yeah, you go back to that. Yeah, you go back to that. Yeah, that was a two-two, wasn't it as well? Yeah. Yeah. What a goal! I mean, yeah, no, obviously Lee, Lee McCulloch scoring that winner after eighty-seven. Two thousand and four, two thousand and three. Two thousand and four. We were the year we got promoted. Seventeen matches un, unbeaten, singing "We Are Unbeatable." 
and then we lost the next game. It's all to Plymouth. They're a big team. 80, over 80% of us around the stable have backed Stoke to, to win the league or go up at least. Um, they are a good team. They've signed some very, very good players, You know, Premier League quality players. But you just worry after watching them on TV. Have they bought a group of players and not a team? You know, are they going to take time to gel? Which we know players take time to gel. It's happened with us, isn't it? I know in uh, whatever his name was. Brought all their players into the last during that yeah. summer, yeah. And I, I just think, you know, what they lie third or fourth bottom, I know we're two games in, but it starts getting to a psychological point, doesn't it? You know, if you if you if something results don't go their way on Saturday, they play us who we're in a uh, we're in a good moment to great burn of form. I feel like it's not like Martinez at the minute. But you know, I can have a knock on can't you? You might have to then look at your manager or it's a. Uh, you need to get going to don't you? Yeah, Benneker Forb is off the mark, isn't it? But uh, I don't know if we could claim that goal. Did anybody see it? The goal is goalish Yeah, goal. no, I, I don't. It's cheeky claim that once. It was. Uh, it wasn't. It, it was a tapping one. It was a goalkeeping error, wasn't yeah. it? What? They've got some great, great players. It's just it's bizarre that it's not working for them. Well, they've got. A, I mean, the guy who you were talking about. He was 50 50 before the World Cup start, whether he'd be the, the goalkeeper, England's goalkeeper. Oh, Jack Butland. You know, and, the, and then Shawcross, I think he, he's been in England squads, hasn't he, as well? Yeah. He's Sadio Barahino. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, we'll concentrate on them here, but when you think about, I mean, how we approach the Villa game, uh, you know, are they any better than Villa? I'd uh, say it, it, they've got it's only individuals they've got because they're more the fresher from the Premier League, aren't they? Yeah. And they've kept a few of them, so on paper, I'd say they, they'd be stronger. But but Robert's a, like a bit of a cautious manager, though, isn't he? He play, you know, he doesn't listen to the Derby supporters and endear himself to them with the type of football he played. He was quite cautious at times, and I think if we go there and, and play our open style yeah. football, we could put them under quite a bit of pressure. It's all that uh, Simiedo attitude at the minute from Latics, isn't it? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the best way that it's working for us. We have to score one more than you, but we've got the ability across the park, haven't we, to mm-hmm. do that? Uh, Adam, you've got a, f- a friend in Stoke, a friend indeed. Got friends all over the world. Well, he's not from Stoke, though, he's from Blackpool. Blackpool, Blackpool originally, yeah. yeah. But, um, He's obviously uh, now acquainted himself with uh, with Stoke, and he's uh, he's, a, he's a massive fan, so it should be good to chat to him. Well, well, I'll tell you what, get your phone out, give him a ring, and let's see what he has to say. Okay, so um, yeah, we're just going to talk all things Stoke for the uh, for the next five minutes or so. Um, just just tell us very briefly how you came to uh, support Stoke and how long for. Um. Yeah, it's entirely my, my dad's fault. I was born in uh, Blackpool, so uh, Blackpool is technically my local team, but uh, he, he's a Stafford lad, so he, he brought me up supporting Stoke, and yeah, uh, in the like growing up, third and second tier, wasn't really enjoying it, but uh, as, as we started to get a bit better, I thought supporting Stoke's all right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, pretty similar stories. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've met a, long, a lot of times, haven't we? You know, sort of moving up the uh, divisions, and then obviously we had quite a few meetings in, in the Premier League itself. So uh, I guess it's nice to be reacquainted, really, after kind of whatever five five years of be, us being sort of outside the top league, and obviously yourselves, um, you know, kind of 
kind of doing what Wigan were doing for a few years, struggling sort of around the bottom. But I guess this season, you've at the start of the season, you'd have really high hopes, I imagine, wouldn't you, for the promotion? Yeah, um, I don't know if Stoke fans were as expectant as the bookies were in, in those returning straight back to the Premier League as champions. I mean, I think every Stoke fan could have pointed to areas of the pitch we needed improvement in, but there was definitely some optimism. I mean, uh, Tom Ince was an exciting signing, Ben Exfoli was an exciting signing, and we kept pretty much the whole squad from the Premier League as well. So, What about James McLean? Uh, yeah, James McLean. Um, Jury's definitely out on that one. Uh, he's, he's, he's a workhorse and he'll, he'll put 110% in, but I don't know if he's quite got the quality based on what I've seen so far uh, to kind of make a huge difference for us, but I'm willing to give him time. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, I mean, start of the season, I watched the first game uh, against against Leeds, and I guess the, the, some of the new signings were bedding in, but I mean, probably that was more about Leeds' quality, maybe, rather than sort of. Stokes deficiencies would you say or would it be a little bit of both yeah it was definitely a little bit of both I mean we were really really poor we, we looked kind of uh, massively unfit and like they they were just playing through us like Maxi Butter so obviously they bought into Marcelo Bielder's system a lot quicker than Stokes and bought into Gary Rowett so uh, they've hit the ground running we've stalled at the start but they do look like a, a real quality side based on their first two games yeah and I guess at the start of the season it was uh, all the pundits were saying it's kind of all about Joe Allen really and he'd be the sort of star, star performer in, in this division would, would your view be, be the same with him not really to be honest I mean I'm, I'm maybe going against you know the, the church of Joe Allen here but he's been he's been found wanting in the first two games he's looked like he's been chasing shadows a lot of the time and I don't really know what it is his touch has been really poor and he's just not been up to snuff I know he, he, he is a really good player when he plays in a kind of system that suits him but uh, certainly under Paul Lambert and Mark Hughes he, he never really found his position to be honest he wasn't really playing in midfield that he could you know best display his talents in so it, and we've kind of been reluctant to drop him as well given that he's you know kind of a big name player so um, whilst I'm really pleased he's staying my worry is we're just going to spend another season trying to find out what his role is yeah so uh, kind of moving on to uh, I guess the, the game on on Wednesday um, it's obviously going to be a big big game quite a big rivalry between our two clubs so what are you kind of you know thoughts on the match uh, are there any sort of players in Wigan that you maybe would like in the Stoke team if uh, if you could uh, if you could have your choice I mean I'm going to sound like a horrible uh, you know ex-Premier League club fan here but uh, there's not many that kind of spring, spring to mind to be honest from a, from a Wigan point of view and that's, pro- that's probably more uh, down to my own ignorance, to be honest. Uh, when, 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 Wednesday. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, be. Uh, I mean, I mean, but that that is in, to a certain extent could be one of our kind of advantages, really. You know, kind of going going under the radar. But but so on that basis, then um, I, I guess we can already s- sort of see what you might be alluding to in terms of your prediction in the game. Uh, well, well I, I would be kind of more confident 
introduced in a state when if uh, I had seen anything to kind of give me much cause for optimism in the first two games, but to be honest, I haven't really. You guys have still got the momentum uh, coming up. You, you guys are probably a lot more settled in your way of playing than we are. So, I, I mean, I'm not by, by, by all means, you know, counting my chickens because uh, I think a lot of state fans expected us to walk over Brentford and that, that was a real struggle for us. So, I'm... Uh, well, I'm, I'm hopeful for a Stoke win, but I'm no way confident of it. Yeah, I'm just going to hand you over to uh, to Sai for a question. I've just got a, a quick question uh, regarding goalkeeping situation at the club. Obviously, you've got uh, Jack Butland and uh, Adam Federici. But what's your yeah. views on um, Jakob Haugard, um, keeper that we had a lot on loan a couple of seasons ago? Well, Jakob Haugard, I think, featured in about. Uh, maybe five or six games for us in the Premier League when we were struggling for a keeper. I think Butland was injured in there, and maybe even Shea Given got an injury as well. And to be honest, he looked lost. To be honest, he, he looked kind of five inches shorter than a goalkeeper should be. He, you kind of felt sorry for him in, in some respects. I don't know what you guys made of him, but um, certainly at that stage of his career in the Premier League, he, he did not inspire confidence. So he's not changed much since he was on loan. I'm glad to ask you a question, David. Um, being Wigan Athletic fans, Stoke uh, resonate a little bit with us with two very memorable games. The uh, obviously we, we dusted you six-one a few years ago uh, uh, at Stadium, and uh, we went the, to the Britannia on the last day of the season in 2011, and we had to win. And Hugo Rodriguez pops up with a a last minute error and um, gets us in the Premier League have you any memories of your games against the Latif oh, don't say no <laughs> because we will we will all that bias against you being a Premier League snob if you do <laughs> oh no no um, I remember that 6-1 well I think it was possibly even one of the first away games I went to with my dad I think it might have been a Tuesday or a Wednesday night yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think we could have even gone top of the league that day if we'd have won and then you guys just ran us over and it was like utterly demoralising most of the uh, recent games we've seen seem to always end up 2-2 two, two for some reason there's been a lot of 2 all draws and I, was looking, I was looking through the fixtures um, just before I started speaking to you and the last time we beat you was all the way back in 2009 towards the end of that season yeah. so 2-0 that, that was at the Britannia weren't it yeah, I think uh, Fuller and Beatty scored for us, and that was our first season up in the Premier League, so it, it's a long time coming, a Stoke victory over, over you guys. Yeah, so what on, on that best, what is your kind of prediction then for the for the game on Wednesday night? Uh, well, based, based on that, I'm going um, to might put a cheeky fiver down on two all again, it just always seems to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, might, might be a good tip that, but obviously gamble responsibly. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it might, might be a tip tip for our listeners that. Yeah. All right then, David. Thank, thanks very much for that, and uh, obviously and en- en- enjoy the game Saturday. But uh, don't en- don't enjoy. No, no, I'm coming to that. But don't enjoy the game on Wednesday. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and I'm um, sure we'll be in touch again when you. Our place for the uh, for the big match and whenever that is. Top on the table, class that yeah. will be. Yeah, by that, yeah. yeah, we'll be the top two in the league. Yeah. All right, mate. Cheers. Thanks for that. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.
Well, Adam asks, there you go again, lad. Well done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, it sounded overly confident, did it? He started off, didn't he? And then he backed down to a, a two-all um, score prediction. Yeah, um, David. He has a. They have a, their own podcast as well, uh, Wizards of Drill. Yeah, um, you'll see. There's been a, a bit of exchange between us and them, so. One of us from on the table will be appearing on their podcast on mm. s- Sunday. Um, the referee for this game is uh, John Brooks from Melton Mowbray. He's only 28. He's, uh, it's his first season in the Championship. Last season, he was in League 2 and League 1. Uh, he's done three games so far, 19 yellows. So it's only his second full season <laughs> and he's in the Championship. But... He's a former Premier League assistant referee and apparently going into trouble uh, having a, uh, castigating Manchester City players, telling them they should be more grateful to the supporters. No, well, fair play to Yeah, so uh, I just hope he's, he's, he's quite strong, you know. I hope he's a strong referee. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, for both teams. And yeah, decent, come. yeah, decent home following, won't they? And yeah. It'll be very noisy early on. Just thinking with his age, you know, 28. You know, you think of other referees. And if you're good enough, you're old enough. Well, Stuart Atwell wasn't good enough, was he? No. Certainly not old enough. Right, uh, i just like to... Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I was going to move on to Gary Carlo, but before we do, uh, we'll do uh, the Lee Evans interview yep. side. So. Yeah, so uh, thanks to uh, Lee Evans and everyone at Wigan Athletic for letting us have quick catch up with our player who's come back from Sheffield United. Okay, so I'm here with uh, Lee Evans. Welcome back to Wigan Athletic. It's uh, it's great to see you back in the, the blue of Wigan. Um, how straightforward of a move was it for you? And, you know, when obviously Athletic were interested, was it just where you wanted to go? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, as soon as all the formalities were done at Sheffield, as soon as I had a conversation with him, with the manager Chris Wilder yesterday morning, I think my mind was made up then to to get back here. And as I said in a, a few interviews already, I didn't want to leave at the time I left. I was happy; it was taken out of my hands really. But uh, yeah, I'm delighted to be back here and looking forward to getting going again. I think that's the thing. A lot of um, you know fans were were sad to see you go because of what we'd seen in that very short space of time and and how well you played midfield. And, and what you brought to the team. I think the buzz around social media yesterday was knowing what you can do. And, you know, we've seen you on the telly last season for, for Sheffield United, what you, what you can bring to the team and um, who are you most well looking forward to linking up with now? Um, obviously, they've windows closed and bringing loans, but in the current playing squad, who are you looking forward to, to playing with, really? Well, I'm just looking forward to getting me a day and working hard and make sure I get in the team first. And then, as you said, they brought in... A few quality players yesterday. Uh, obviously, Paley's still here. Sam Morsey, who I pl- played, had a good partnership with last year. So, I obviously, enjoy going to be playing with him again, hopefully. Uh, but, yeah, everyone really, I think, I think you've added really well to the squad that was here last year. It looks a much uh, much improved squad now, and it's going to be a hungry squad. It's going to be really competitive. So, I know I've got to bring my A game to make sure I get a chance of playing in the team and then hopefully I can do what I did last time. 
What are, what are your personal ambitions for this, this season going forward now? Obviously, we had a great start to the season um, at home to Sheffield Wednesday. Um, what are your personal aims and what, how do you think you can bring um, that to the team and, and take us forward? I think the, the main aim for the club is just to finish as high, well, just do as well as we can. I think, obviously, as you said, it was a great start on last weekend, the win over Sheffield Wednesday. For me personally, it's about playing as many games as I can and doing as well as I can for the team. Uh, and I know if I do that personally, then hopefully the team will be doing well. So it's just getting my head down, getting back into the team, hopefully at some point, and then keeping my place in the team. Yeah, and do you think you mentioned it, Paul, before? Do you think he's someone that you can work well with to, you know, bring something different to the team and um, create those chances and you know taking us taking us forward, us playing, you know, Will, James yeah. Vaughan, or you know the new guys we brought in as well. Yeah, hopefully that's obviously was a big uh, feature of my time here last time. I think they had about eight nine assists. So, and I got a good few for Nick. So he was disappointed to see me go. <laughs> uh, but no, as you said, it's about creating chances, but and being solid in the middle of the pitch. Uh, but yeah, I, as you said, that's part of my game is hopefully creating chances, creating goals. Hopefully, coming up, scoring the odd goal as well. well. That's it, you know, scoring those goals from the field. We saw it on Saturday. We had Jacobs and um, Powell scoring uh, on Saturday, and then, you know, the goals coming from the field, attacking the field players. But it's it's good to have that, you know, reserve. It doesn't, I was saying to Wilbur earlier on, it's good not to have all that pressure on a striker, and we know, you know, you can score. Um, so it'll be down to back you for a few goals this season. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, and get a few like I did last year, but. As you said, it's about taking all that pressure off a striker. And I think if you look around the team, there's goals everywhere, not just the midfielders. I think defenders from set pieces, I think there'll be goals throughout the team. So hopefully that won't be an issue and we can score plenty of goals, because especially the way we play, the way I know the manager wants to play, open attacking football. Uh, I think, yeah, the goals should hopefully be coming from all positions. And finally, obviously you've come back and probably been here less than 24 hours now who's who's impressed you um you know to get on with whether it's on or off the pitch I don't know if you've been out there no, yet no, yeah. <laughs> no I, I'm well just about to go out to training now so the off the pitch I was happy to see obviously the old faces that I knew before but equally as happy to see meet the new people and I've heard a lot of good things about especially a couple of the younger lads that have come in on loan so yeah I'm just looking forward to now to get out there training today and then hopefully being part of some part of the action tomorrow excellent thank you very much thank you that's really good to hear he's positive about coming back Si yeah really nice bloke as well uh, did you find out when he spoke to him that he was, he was genuinely uh, had that sort of yeah you could, you could see the passion in his eyes and he, another one who just wanted to get out on the training field and get going for Saturday really fantastic fantastic stuff he's a good lad he's definitely a talented player Adam oh yeah I thought he, he made the team ticket, especially at the start of the season. I was I was worried when he left because, well, thankfully, Power was up to it because he was keeping Power at the team and, and the way he was, he wasn't really getting a look in. To be honest, and he looked he looks very he's very confident on the ball. You know, he's a good passer. I mean, he got our most assists last season. He was only here until January, so he'll be helpful on the set pieces as well because he has a great delivery from corners and free Quality, kicks. Yeah. So. He, I think it's a massive, probably, it's my favourite piece of business from this yeah. window because none of us really saw it happening to do because no. he was pretty settled at Sheffield United. He played every single game for them since he joined them. But obviously, he wanted to go as soon as we were interested. The big rumour, it's less than a million as well. 
Which is fantastic. Great deal. I yeah. can imagine it, it was a similar figure to what we let Power go for. Seems really, yeah, it seems really, it's a great bit of business, but I don't, it seems an odd bit of business, doesn't it, in terms of the, the, the value of the player, the fact that, in a way, you'd say he should have got up in value. Mm-hmm. He's, he did well, really, for that, and that goal he scored, I know it shouldn't all be a better goal, but that, that goal he scored for Sheffield United was fantastic. Yeah, I think I agree with that, because he's a, he's a known quantity, isn't he? The others could be great signings, but we know for him he's, gonna, he's, he's almost guaranteed, isn't he? Well... Like Adam says, the biggest worry we had at any point last season was when he left. And, and how we would fill that hole and whether or not Max Powell would step up. He did, and, you know, it's no... I think the only, it's no surprise to see him go with Evans coming in, because I think he'd struggle to hold his place in that side now, in that midfield. I think that's what you know, he alluded to, basically being told that yeah. Further down the pecking order, wouldn't say, but wishing well at Sunderland. Yeah, I, I mean, well, yeah, Paul Cooch said, didn't he? He said he's a great lad, Max, and, and yeah. Yeah. you know, I, that's, what, that's what you're going to miss more than yeah. more than his football. You're going to miss his character. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he's a deep, but also he's got a, he is a decent player. Yeah, um, he, he'd be another of them this year. Been, we would have been questioning could he step up this time because, like a number of our players, he might have stepped up again. We do, we don't know, but. I'm sure he'll be back at this level at some point soon and wish, wish him all the best. But I think for now, we've got the, the better end of the deal with, with Evans coming in. I think he's guaranteed in this division. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, store predictions? We've got one goals. Si. Yeah, I'll kick off tonight. If okay. that's all right. We've got uh, fans as well. Yeah, Jack Unsworth. <laughs> he went... <laughs> We've only got one fan. No, uh, I'm actually going to go with Dave, who we spoke to. I went for a 2 2. Um, well, he's got a poll. We should have yeah. a listener as well. Are well, you putting under pressure now? Yeah, come on. I've got it all down soon. Jack, just go on, go with Jack. Go with Jack. Consulting my notes, just bear with me. It's alright, there's no pressure. 1 1. Jack's the fan for yeah. the week, he's just lucky he's got two games. 1-1. One, one. Oh, I did say 1-1. One, one. Barris, you can move on. Have you got you, you're going for one? Oh, you're going for me? I'm going to go for 2-2. Two, two. Paul? I'm going to put some serious effort into this this season because it's too easy to just be partisan and carry it away and always go for the home win. So I'm going to go with a 1-1. One, one. Oh. Adam? I'm also taking it a little bit more seriously than I did last time. Um, okay. Therefore, I'm going to go for a Stoke win. Oh. Um, I think a 2-1 Stoke win, I feel like we do have to do very well, because they'll, they'll pick up pace, I'm sure of it. We'll have to do very well to get some out of this game, but at least we'll, we should go into it with an attacking mindset and that might carry us through, but right. yeah, I'm going to take the game seriously. Adam? Mm. It's, it's always difficult to predict before you know what's ha- happened at the weekend, because that could, to a certain extent, affect the game, but I don't know with this one, I, we've got a decent record there. I just feel that we might be playing them at the right time because I think they will come good at some point but I think we still might catch them we're still in August uh, I, I think we could get away with a 2-1 win here 
I thought we were really fancy that we, we could do a job on them. No. Uh, Gareth? Pre-season favourites have not started very well at all, and with Adam, I think they'll beat us. I'll go for three, one stroke. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't go anything else other than uh, a three-two Latics win. <laughs> that's the way the games are going. Do you reckon every single game will be three-two? I think they'll go. I think most of the games we play this season will be they can go either way. Both teams will score. Uh, I think both teams will score. Yeah, because. Our defence doesn't look solid like it is. I, th- I think the difference is between this year and last year is the step up in quality of the opposition. So the, the scoring goals. And, and also, you're comparing the back end of last year with the start of this season. Because we didn't look mm-hmm. that. Well, you, you, you're comparing a defence that hasn't found its feet with one that really did find its feet. No. No, <laughs> you're, not comp- you're not comparing this no, this defence with the first two games that we played last season. No, I just think we're uh, we're quite open and expansive, and uh, uh, we'll get it by teams just the way we're hitting teams. I just think that's the way it's going to go. It might change when ground start getting a bit heavier, but <laughs> I think they just got a bit swinging games to and fro. Said last week that's though, didn't we? That we're not we're not stupid with it though, are we? We, we play our defensive holding midfielders still. We've got Morsi and uh, Evans yeah. can sit a bit, can he? And well, we had two last season. Didn't we? we had two in front of the two centre backs with the full backs yeah. bombing on. Now we've got one really, haven't we? In front. Well, Evans can sit. And he, he won't bomb on. And Dan Burns not though. Yeah, and remember no. if you got Connolly in Connolly in the. Um, Midfield as well. He's yeah. obviously got a defensive mindset. So let's just get let, let's work on these crosses. I'm sure we'll be working on them this week. Yeah, um, good. And goalkeeping, commanding his area a little bit better. He's a young lad, isn't he, Christian Walton? Because they finished that full, he won't be here. He'll be playing for England every week. Uh, right, uh, quite an interesting article uh, appeared on uh, on the internet during the week. It's from the Coach's Voice. I don't know if we've seen it ever seen it Gary Colwell uh, and it was very interesting um, some comments about his time at the Latics uh, he started off by saying how he got the job he said he was on his way home from, from the 2-0 defeat to Derby County when he got the phone call and it was a chairman asking him to go in and meet him at the ground he'd heard Malcolm Mackay had been sacked on the radio and just thought that he, he wanted to talk to him about what he was going to do next. I hope he was on hands free, by the way. He was, he was. He, he, he's, uh, he wasn't doing a more salad. <laughs> uh, he said he didn't hang around, he just said to him, I want you to be manager. And Carl said, Whoa, are you sure? Uh, yeah. So he was quite, he already had his air license, Carl, at that time. Um, but he, he talks about being lucky because he had Graham Barra as an assistant and he, Graham Barra weren't afraid to tell him. Exactly what he thought, and I think you need that sort of thing as well, don't you? Yeah. You know, and when you think back to the end of that season, uh, the first game where he was in charge, and he mentions it here, was Fulham away. Do you remember that that game? And, Night match, yeah. And he said all week they've been playing and training, they're doing drills about keeping possession and working the ball out and playing it and, and that. And it nearly paid off. Since you went to that game, didn't you? Yeah. Is it Good Friday? No. It, no, it was it was was it a Monday night? It was a Friday, Friday, Friday night. Friday night, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. yeah, of the ball race, did they bring it? They brought it forward for some reason, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. we're not care for that. It wouldn't say it was a good Friday. We got yeah. point. So I mean, we wasn't the good Friday. Though, I remember you coming back and saying the the style of play just 
change yeah, our lives together. Yeah, it was a positive. I know we only picked up a 2 2 at a point where we probably needed to win most games, but yeah. you could see where we were kind of heading. It was a positive performance, but obviously, you can't radicalise you know, the whole team after three days to a different style. Um, but yeah, it was certainly a positive night. And I think everyone coming away from the game thought the same. Yeah. And it sort of started that summer. I mean, obviously, we, like you say, it was a bit late in the day and, and we ended up getting relegated. And he said that that summer was a big learning curve uh, for him. He had to cut the wage bill, get him rid of most of the squad, bring a lot of new players in. And uh, he said he had to learn how to deal with agents. So that's, but that's just a side of football, isn't it? Uh, he says overall he thinks he did really well a lot of the players that they signed are still part of the, the squad yeah. that won League One last year Will Gray, Michael Jacobs etc et yeah etc uh, he said the team changed but the, the principles behind the way that he was going to play was, was uh, stayed the same and that's what I remember Sharp at the time saying we need to play the Wigan way didn't he do you remember that and yeah, the passing football Martin as well yeah uh, and he said that's something that Martin has said he, he, he said if it's not working you don't rip it up and start again you find ways to make it better to make it work and you're sticking by your principles so yeah it's a good I mean, I've, I've read it myself it's a de- decent read I thought it was very very honest in it um, and it always fuels a bit of debate doesn't it you get a bit of someone someone posts it out and then it fuels debate about whether he really did a good, good good job or whether it was just about some people going on about parachute payments and it was easy for him but 10 players made the debut at, at uh, Coventry that, that season you know trying to We've just been talking about gelling teams together. He, I thought he did a really good job and brought some fantastic memories, didn't he? That that, yeah. that, second, that run we went on, Yannick Wilshuk coming in, and that that era was uh, was was fantastic, really. And 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 I still think to this day, I think most of us are probably of the view that he probably deserved deserved more time. I don't I, I don't think the gra- certainly the grass wasn't greener on the other side, was it? No, no. Yeah, he did deserve more time because, yeah. you know, how many games were we in? We weren't so many in, were Ten, we? Right, yeah. Ten, were it? Ten, And you're only just finding your feet. Yeah. Because yeah. what they did in that first season was put a squad together from nothing. Yeah. And then in the second season, there was quite a bit of change again. And, and you know, people say that that caused the disruption of the atmosphere that, that, they, that they gained when they got promoted. But, you know, it, it, it was finding its feet. Yeah, well, he, he says it. Yeah. He said if he could go back to that summer after he'd been promoted, yeah. he'd do things differently. And he said he wouldn't have changed as many players as what he did do. Uh, he said, and that's could sound contradictory with Bernie Man that they brought in Dan Burn, Nick Powell, and Nathan Byrne. But yeah. bringing them in, it upset the group and the spirit they, they created. So a lot of fans said that at the <coughs> time, didn't they? There was too much, too many wholesale changes. And also, I think there was a, something went. I don't know. We don't know what exactly behind the scenes, but something was not quite right with Morsi, wasn't it? Because he, you know, he gone. He went out alone, and then as soon as he'd gone, they came back, didn't they? But he talks about Morsi uh, when he substituted. Yeah, he took him off after was it about thirty-nine minutes or something yeah. like that. And um, 
Yeah, that was a situation he brought on. Did he bring on Yannick? Yannick. But he said he did it to make a point, didn't he? Yeah. To give the players a kick yeah. up the backside. Uh, but he, he probably put your arm around him then. Yeah, he, but he, he used that one player. But Morsi was terrible in that game. You got to hold your hands up, he was yeah. off. He I mean, weren't the only one, but he, but he was awful. Someone had to go, didn't they? Yeah, there was a lad in, um, in Blackpool, he was ripping us apart, I can't remember his name, but they, they substituted him uh, in the second half early on. And, and then Chris McCann scored after that, and we just we blitzed them then. I can't remember his name, that blonde haired lad up front for him. Was it? Um, oh, it was, he had a superb game, he was breaking oh, the mean, pace yeah, all the time, yeah. and we couldn't, we couldn't contain him. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's great tactics, it quite clearly worked, didn't it? Yeah. So, you know, he, I, think, I think he'll do well again in football. He, I mean, he, I know it's not the Chesterfield podcast, so we're not going to go into lots of detail, but I think he also alludes to. Uh, doesn't he? Maybe, maybe it wasn't quite the right job because there was a lot of upheaval there, wasn't there? And yeah. he didn't get what he was necessarily promised. And was it Cullen or Redshaw? Cullen. Cullen, yeah. Cullen, it yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, rather than us waffle on about it, I think it gives a good insight into, into Gary Cullen. I know he's, he's looking to get back into managing again because he, he's, he's got his name linked with Blackpool, hasn't yeah. he? Uh, but if anybody wants to read it, it's on uh, com, and there's an article on there about Uwe Rosler as well, an interview with him. I noticed the link, I've not read that one. Yeah, well that was when he was at Latics 2, weren't it? Yeah. So there's some good stuff on there. I mean, uh, both of them were, I, I mean, I think Colwell was most hard done to, but I think Uwe Rosler was potted a little bit quick as well. But he had a terrible summer, I thought, yeah. didn't he, with his signings, them signings. Yeah. But some of those ones, Shockers. you know, some of those went on to be decent players. Well, and Andy DeLore made us a bit of money. Uh, I don't know if you realise, Oriel Rieur is playing in Australia now. He's playing at Sig- is it Sydney Wanderers or somewhere yeah, like that? Yeah, scoring yeah. for fun, he's, he's yeah. loved out there. Yeah. Speaking of Sydney, seen where Aaron Lafondre is off to. What? Sydney FC, they announced it during the middle of the Leeds game last night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tip pop. Tip pop. Failed his exams at the University of Bolton, did he? He did. Yeah. Play on a school field. Right. So, uh, anybody else has bring any talking points up about uh, the Forest game before we finish? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, just onwards and upwards, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I, I know you'd like to give. Uh, Rigoletto's another plug, would you? Yes, Rigoletto's are doing a deal for £10 for a uh, pizza or a pasta and a complimentary drink before all home games. Yeah. I think we should try that one day, yeah. us six. Us six, like I think the, uh, a the, the Rotherham home game, uh, I think that would be a nice day to sample some yeah. pizza. And we'd, we'd review it on here, wouldn't we? We'd yeah. do a uh, glowing review. Um, well, we would if it was any good. So, <laughs> you can't tell lies. You've got to be honest. We're very, so we're very objective, been, but I've been before and it's fantastic food. Yeah. If they're sliding yeah. to our DMs, they're more than welcome to. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic value, too. Yeah, I love their nine inches. <laughs> but, so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give them a glowing review should we uh, be invited in as guests. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, and that's it, isn't it? So it's been a double, double uh, podcast week this week. Lucky out with these podcasts. Yeah. I'm back to normal next week. Have we got any more interviews lined up, Si? Uh, yes. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> the hard work the team I might, put in. I might try and uh, interview Will Grigg again. I think we'll just do a, a Si and Will Grigg 
episode. Loving. Loving. Yeah. But they hard work the podcast team put in because we're sat here now at 3am. Still we night. So, uh, yeah, enjoy the Soul game and we'll see you all for the uh, preview of the uh, Keeper away game and uh, some other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six. Happy Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, whatever day. Or Wednesday for some pre-match listeners. Yes. 